Yo, what's up, everybody? This your guy Trev of Let's Be Real Media, and let me welcome you guys to episode three of Blitzburg County. And on today's episode, I give my personal thoughts on training camp. I respond to I don't know sports's question that needs an answer regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers. Shout out to my guy Savage. Go check that podcast out if you haven't. I acknowledge our two Hall of Famers, Troy Polamalu and former coach Bill Cower. And, of course, I give a brief preview of our very first game, very first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game against the Dallas Cowboys. So sit back, relax, get you some hot or cold to drink, depending on the time you're taking this in. Grab your terrible towels. Let's tap in, Steeler Nation. And with that being said, training camp is well underway here in Steelers Nation. Steelers are once again after OTAs are working on getting acclimated one with one another as they're preparing for the season. They have the preseason with their first game being against the Dallas Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game, which will happen later on this week, which we'll do a preview of in just a moment. What I'd like to do is just give my personal thoughts on a couple of things I were was able to catch from reading articles and the little footage that we did see from NFL Network regarding the Steelers and training camp. And before I get started, I would like to give a shout out to Alex Kozora. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right of Steelers Depot for his article on the Steelers training camp. This is after their first four practices. And this was all leading up, of course, until yesterday. So a lot of the stuff that I may mention numbers wise may change, but from the first four practices of training count, this is where we were able to gather. And this will be kind of like the foundation of some of my thoughts um, regarding the Steelers and training camp and what to look forward to as we near the regular season. So first and foremost, I noticed that we're going to be running a lot more motion offense um, than we did in previous years now with Matt Canada at the helm as our offensive coordinator. That is something that I'm excited about. Now we have something that can confuse defenses. Defenses are not able to figure out what exactly are the Steelers are running and pick up on it and make plays, which could be one of the reasons and contributed to a lot of Ben Roethlisberger's interceptions. As for some reason, there have been rumors where he's at the line and he gives a receiver a route. The receiver runs the route and linebackers, defensive backs are able to jump on it and it's an immediate turnover or it's a pass broken up. So utilizing a lot more motion offense, uh, moving a lot more players in motion, that's going to be key. So that's my first thought. More motion on the offensive end, that's that's going to be great. Secondly, Najee Harris. Um, Was there really to say um, he's proven to be very worth of that 24th overall pick. Not only is he going to be great running out of the backfield, he's proven that he can do a little something on the outside as well, being a receiver. And he's coming into this season at 240. So him being able to run through the tackles as well as being able to catch the ball at the backfield and being literally the size of Derrick Henry and I will be the first as a Steelers fan, as a Steelers fan, to acknowledge that Derrick Henry is definitely the best running back in a f- in football, could be some debates on on some other guys. But if you're coming in with the ability to run through the tackles, catch the ball out of the backfield, and pretty much be the size of Derrick Henry, then that's a recipe for success, especially. 
for a team that's looking to run the ball a lot more. I think a lot of people are using this and comparing this to Le'Veon Bell, but again, Le'Veon was a little lighter than Najee Harris. Najee Harris, again, he's coming in at 240, a built 240. That's around the range of Derrick Henry. So that's another thing. Now that I got two positives, I got to shift one thing to the negative. And this is something that I've said on the Let's Be Real podcast, time in and time out. Ladies and gentlemen, still the nation. Mason Rudolph ain't it. I'm sorry. It's if it wasn't evident last season or the season where he took over for Ben as the starter, it's more evident now. Mason Rudolph ain't it. I'm sorry. Uh, and just the first four practices of training camp, Mason Rudolph did not have not one completion of 20 plus yards. Four full practices in four full days, he was on the field, and he did not have not one completion of over 20 yards, 20 yards or more. That is a recipe for disaster. And just to give his quote-unquote stats from training camp, take it with a grain of salt, but it still could be alarming, 38 of 53 for 235 yards, Four touchdowns, three interceptions. Say what you will, but again, Mason Rudolph ain't it. Now, on the other end of things, we have Dwayne Haskins, who's looked amazing in training camp. Again, taken with a grain of salt, but if we're looking for Ben Roethlisberger's heir apparent, which I'll touch on that later as well, this is not bad for Dwayne. 36 of 54. 418 yards, so as many pass attempts as Mason, more yards, more touchdowns, and only two interceptions. So, And, of course, Dwayne Hassan is showcasing that he does have an arm on him. So, again, my ideal season for the Steelers is if Ben is not getting it done, I would love for Dwayne Haskins to save the season and then eventually take over as the starting quarterback moving forward once Ben leaves. But, again, We'll get to we'll get to that a little bit later. But if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I am on the phone at this moment with the Indianapolis Colts because who knows what's the hell for Carson Wentz at this point. I'm on the phone with the Indianapolis Colts right now trying to shop Mason Rudolph. Uh, it's just it's just time and time again he's shown us that he's just not that guy. Like He's not going to be a starter. Like he's, he could be a quality backup, but I don't think Mason Rudolph is the type of guy that could take over for Ben once Ben decides to retire. Um, one of the rules, well, I wouldn't say rules, one of the commandments of the Let's Be Real podcast, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And I've seen enough of Mason Rudolph to know that he's not that guy. And with the performance, if you will, of Dwayne Haskins in training camp, It's showing right now that Haskins may end up with that number two spot, but we'll see uh, once preseason uh, begins and once it commences. So, but yeah, Mason Rudolph, he's not it. But I'll close it out with a good note. Pet Fryer move catches everything. I almost want to go in the literal sense, but he catches everything. 
And for him to be able to do what he's doing from the tight end spot is going to work wonders. It gives us another weapon at the tight end spot to go along with Eric Ebron when he holds on to the football. <laughs> Let's just be honest. But Fred Frymuth has been impressive as well in training camp, and I'm excited to see how that dynamic with him and Ebron work along with the rest of the receiving core, which we already know is going to be top, top notch. I've said it last episode what I'm expecting from Juju Smith-Schuster. Chase Claypool, I've said what I've said as well. I'm pretty sure he's going to be due for a big season in his second second year. But Pat Fryermuth establishing himself is not only a quality tight end, but also a tight end with hands. Again, could prove wonders in our book. So, But those are my thoughts on training camp. Again, some of the stats and stuff that I just read out to you, these were from the first four practices. So, of course, a lot of this has probably changed, but – this is my thoughts, and some are good and some are bad. But one, hey, we'll see. All righty then. So now we're going to touch base and respond to the question that needs an answer segment that was introduced on the I Don't Know Sports podcast. Again, shout out to Savage for that. Um, He did a full segment. The question that he had for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I thought was very interesting, was when does the organization decide to move on completely from Ben Roethlisberger? And honestly, truthfully, that is a resounding I don't know. As much as myself and a couple of others who feel the same way as I do would want for Ben to just say, hey, I'm going to give this my best shot. This is my last go around. And whatever happens, happens. But for some reason, it's just up and down when it comes to him and his retirement. I believe that he feels he wants to go out on top with a Super Bowl. And if that's the case, then I'm all for it. And I need him to do the necessary things that's going to be required for us to be in position to win that Super Bowl. One being not throwing the ball 40-plus times every single week, establishing a great running game, playing good defense. All those things are recipes for Pittsburgh Steelers football, and it's proven time and time again that that's winning football. So if that's the case, Ben, I need you to really be on your P's and Q's. If that's what you're trying to do, if you're trying to go out into the sunset with a Super Bowl. And I think from an organizational standpoint, they still don't know who's going to be the next guy to take over. Um, as I just mentioned, they're high on Mason Rudolph, but Mason Rudolph's not it. I, I, I just don't think that Mason Rudolph is not it. Josh Dobbs, my guy from Tennessee, I think he still needs more reps to even be in position to even be a backup. So the jury is not out on him just yet, but I'm not sure. Then, of course, we have Dwayne Haskins, who has lit it up in training camp from the reports that I've heard and could very well be in position to be the backup. Honestly, he should be the guy to take over the helm. That's again, my perfect world is with Ben gone or if Ben gets injured, knock on wood, God forbid, Dwayne Haskins comes in, saves the season for the Steelers and we ride off with him going forward as our starting quarterback. But 
that remains to be seen. So to answer Savage's question, it's resounding. I don't know. And then the organization, again, is looking for the best uh, possible way for the Steelers to win, to put the position, put them in the best position to win. And right now they know that's with Ben Roethlisberger. And I think that's why it's a lot of hesitation there. And Ben has contemplated retirement for the past five years now. So we know with him we're in a pretty good position to win. But, again, I'm just hoping Dwayne Haskins works out so the transition post-Ben could actually be a smooth one. So, but, yeah, to answer the question, man, I don't know. <laughs> just like my man Savage, he don't know sports, but he knows X, Y, and Z. I don't know about the Ben Roethlisberger situation, Savage. Again, shout out to Savage for that. And go check out the I Don't Know Sports podcast as part of Let's Be Real Media. Now, with the Hall of Fame game just around the corner, just going to take time to acknowledge our two Hall of Famers that are now going to be a part of the 2021 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. Uh, those two guys being uh, former safety Troy Palomalu and former coach Bill Cowher. Um, just going to briefly touch a little bit on each one of those guys. Um, just the names themselves just rings nothing but bells and nothing but positivity within Steeler Nation. Um, for my young people out there, I'll educate you guys a little bit on Troy Palomalu. Troy Palomalu. Like he's one of those guys, man. If you blink, you're probably gonna miss something. Like, and it's not just with the hair or anything, but he's always prone to making some kind of big play on defense for the Steelers. Like, just I can't put it in words just how great this guy has been for the organization, both as a player and post retirement. Just, just YouTube it. And just go look at the footage. Like it's hard not to find him. And you would think that because he's so obvious and so easy to find, you would think the offense will pick up on it, but they just don't. Like whether it's him jumping the snap and stuffing the run in the backfield, making a play in the secondary, knocking the pass away, getting an occasional interception. I I again I words cannot explain just the greatness that was Troy Palomalu and this Hall of Fame induction was well overdue. I'm not sure what the rules are, what the criteria is as far as how long it has to be since your last football game, but Troy Palomalu definitely deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. Like, again, congratulations to him. Kudos. And now on to Coach Bill Cowher. Um, one of the greatest things about the history of, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Steeler Nation is despite what all these other teams may say there's only been three coaches three head coaches in the entire life span of the Pittsburgh Steelers Chuck Noll Bill Cowher and once again our current coach coach T Mike Tomlin Bill Cowher legendary coach legendary again just like with Troy I can't really put it all in words to describe just how amazing he was um 
I wish my dad was here, who was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, who kind of influenced it for me to kind of explain a little bit more about the Bill Cowher era um, with the Steelers. It was happy to see him finally get that elusive Super Bowl, that that Super Bowl, excuse me, that eluded him for quite some time, which was Super Bowl 40, I believe. And his work outside of coaching the Steelers has been great. He's great on CBS as part of the uh, analyst team. And again, man, long overdue, long overdue. I don't know why it took this long. Like he post Super Bowl, he should have gone in the Hall of Fame right then and there. But um, I'm proud. All the Steelers Nation are proud of our two Hall of Famers, man. And looking forward to seeing what they have to say uh, in the enshrinement ceremony. So again, Shout-outs to Troy Palomalu. Shout-outs to Bill Cower. Salute. And now the moment we've all been waiting for. We officially have football back, and it is going to start with the game of the week, the Hall of Fame game, the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Dallas Cowboys. I'm excited. The world's excited because we have football back. This is going to be great just for the simple fact that we have football back. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock in this game because obviously it's a preseason game. Um, This is more so of trying to trim the fat, trying to trim the rosters down, seeing who looks good, who stands out, who could possibly make a contribution to the team once the regular season starts. So not really looking too much into this game, although I will be watching. But a couple of things that I will be watching, though. Um, First, who's our QB2? Uh, Is that as simple as that? Who's going to be our QB2? Uh, Mike Tomlin has already come out and stated that Ben Roethlisberger along with uh, cornerback Joe Hayden and Cam Hayward, would not be playing in the Hall of Fame game against Dallas, which means that Mason Rudolph will start at quarterback for the Steelers. He'll play probably a quarter and a half. Dwayne Haskins will finish the first half, and then Josh Dobbs will finish the game for the Steelers. So my question is, who's going to be our QB2 slash successor to Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, As I stated earlier on this episode, and I've stated time and time again on the Let's Be Real podcast, until I see it, Mason Rudolph is not it. So if this is the case, if Mason Rudolph is our guy, I need to see it in this game. Granted, it's a preseason game. Granted, he's only going to play probably a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half, but In the time that you're on the field, I need to see something that is going to have me believe that, hey, maybe this guy can possibly be our starter. I've seen enough of Mason Rudolph at this point to where I'm just not convinced that he's the guy. Um, And I'll state this again. I think Pittsburgh needs to call the Indianapolis Colts and offer Mason Rudolph for some pick, whether it be a fourth-round pick, fifth-round pick, whatever. Get Mason Rudolph up out of here. 
interested to see what Dwayne Haskins is going to do, of course. Um, he said all the right things. I've heard all the right things in training camp. He's done all the right things in training camp. He's played well in training camp. He's really, from the interviews I've seen, he seems locked in and wants to compete for that QB2 spot, which honestly, I think at this point, you should just give it to him. But that remains to be seen. Um, I think it is Dwayne Haskins for the taking. And if he plays well in this preseason, I believe it'll be there for him. Uh, Josh Dobbs, just do what you can, my man. Of course, you know that's my, that's, that's my guy, Tennessee Vols. You know, shout out. But I don't see how he can usurp Rudolph or Haskins at this point. But uh, just go out there and just look good. And we'll see what happens from there. So that's the first thing. This is uh, audition number one for QB2. That's what I'm looking for um, with this Hall of Fame game against the Cowboys. Um, secondly, how the offense is going to look. How the offense as a whole with the changes to the offensive line. Of course, with Najee Harris in the backfield, the receivers, you know, all of that. Like, how is this offense going to look? Of course, we won't get the full get the full sample because Ben Roethlisberger won't be playing. We'll have Mason Rudolph at the helm starting, but how is this offense going to look now with Matt Canada at the helm with all the changes that I've mentioned previously, but them running a whole lot more motion, lining up Najee Harris at receiver as along with in the backfield. What, what's that going to look like? Like how successful is this offense going to be? Now we're thin at the offensive line. We're thin, I will say that much, which doesn't really bode well for Mason Rudolph, who, again, is not the guy. He's just his pocket presence is just terrible. But, again, he's going to be our starter. And thirdly, how things are going to look on defense, obviously. Um, again, not putting too much stock into this game, but just want to be happy that football's back. We're getting Pittsburgh Steelers football back. And just want to see what are some takeaways that I can take from the from the first game that could possibly translate into the season. So just team as a whole, offensively and defensively. But the main thing, who's going to be our QB2 and potentially our successor? And with that being said, that's going to wrap it up for Episode 3 of Blitzburg County. Um, I will be back with you guys later on this week to talk more about the first preseason game against Dallas. Hopefully it ends up in a W. If not, that's fine. But I'll have takeaways from that and see where things are heading moving forward until the next preseason game. So till then, y'all, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank you for listening to the Blitzburg County Podcast as part of Let's Be Real Media. Be sure to follow Let's Be Real Media on Instagram and Twitter at LBRealMedia. Uh, you can follow me personally on Instagram at why not Trevor and on Twitter at the Art of Trevor. Also, be sure to check out all of the other podcasts as part of Let's Be Real Media, the Let's Be Real podcast, the I Don't Know Sports podcast. Let's tighten up for all my Tennessee Titans fans out there. Schooling with Sheedy and last and most certainly not least, the Let's Talk About It podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. God bless. Peace.